0: I'm Brandy and I'm Angelina and welcome to talk 40 to me
1: we're having all the candid conversations you'd have with your bestie
0: join us as we unpack life in our 40s and all the questions that led up to this next chapter hi everybody this is Angelina and this is Brandy and welcome back to talk 40 to me
1: welcome today's guest Her name is Nicole Ingram, and she is the founder and CEO of Bella Bars. Nicole was raised in Florida and attended Florida State University. And after college, she moved to New York City, which was always a dream of mine, by the way. Like, love that. She worked in sales and fashion, and she landed in Dallas after meeting her now husband on a business trip. How cool is that? In addition to building a business, she also works at a technology company, has three kids all under the age of six. And in her spare time, she enjoys spending time with her family, riding the Peloton. We are big Peloton fans too, Nicole. whole
2: conversation there. We gotta talk about it. (laughs) Yes,
1: and baking. So we have a lot to cover today. I can't wait for you guys to learn more about Bella Bars and what inspired Nicole to build this brand and share her journey as an entrepreneur. She just has such a cool story and it's been such a pleasure meeting her through some various consumer packaged goods groups. So without further ado, I would love to introduce you guys to Nicole Ingram.
2: Hi, everyone. Thank you guys so much for having me. This is such a great, great podcast and a great forum to kind of tell my story. So I just want to say thank you for this opportunity to be here with you guys today. So yeah, so back in 2018, I was diagnosed with gestational diabetes with my daughter, Bella. And I really struggled to find something that was portable, that was on the go, that I could eat, that I knew wouldn't spike my blood sugar, and that actually tasted good. So I went to my dietitian and I said, hey, give me a list of all the on the go snacks that you have that I can eat. And she gave me a list. I went to the store. I bought them all. And they were all terrible. They were either chalky or dry or didn't taste good. And I said, if I am struggling with this as a working mom trying to get something that I could just throw in my bag, that there had to be other people pregnant or just in general that are looking for a low sugar, you know, healthy, tasty snack option. So I had this great idea to create them in my kitchen. And I'll be honest, I failed miserably. I am not a chef, let alone a food scientist, and kind of had to hire a food scientist to create the nutritional requirements and the flavor and the taste that I was looking for in a snack bar. And that's kind of how Bella bars came to light. And you know, now now we're fully running and you know on the shelves, but that's kind of kind of the backstory on how that all started.
1: That's so cool. So did you intend on like when you met with the food scientist, did you intend that you were going to bring this product to the market?
2: Yeah, that was the ultimate goal. I honestly didn't even know where to begin. And I went through about three food scientists and then finally found an amazing one that had an extensive background in just the CPG world. And she kind of helped me formulate and create what you see today. I was always hopeful that I would be able to get it out and kind of share what I had created with everyone, but I didn't know how it was going to go or what was going to happen. I I didn't know at the end of it. We're like, okay, we couldn't create something that kind of fit those requirements, but luckily it did. But the biggest thing for me was, was definitely the taste. Wow.
1: So can you tell us a little bit more about the product itself, like Bella Bar's? What inspired you for the flavors and what makes
2: it so unique? Yeah, great question. So the flavors came from things that I personally like. We started out, I mean, I love a good cinnamon roll. Who doesn't? But I don't love the calories in or the sugar in a cinnamon roll. So that was my number one flavor that I wanted to try out. We kind of went back and forth with a couple of different flavors. Currently, we have lemon and then we have blueberry muffin. We have like a lemon pound cake. But the kind of key differentiator between our bars is the low sugar, low glycemic element to it. So we've done a lot of testing to make sure that it doesn't spike the blood sugar and that it's like healthy for people that suffer from diabetes or just want like a low sugar snack. Also to the ingredients was key for me. So we've all been there. We're at a grocery store. We flip over those bars and we see all these words. We have no idea how to pronounce. And You're like, what is in this thing? <laughs> And so I wanted things in my bar that I could actually pronounce. We decided to do monk fruit as a sweetener instead of artificial sweetener. We did almond flour as the base. Agave inulin is actually the fiber source because we have eight grams of fiber in our bars. So making it like a healthy but tasty treat was the, the biggest key thing that I wanted to focus on. And that's kind of how it came to be.
0: I want one. <laughs> I'm hungry. Like listening to you talk about it. I haven't tried them. Where are they sold right now?
2: Right now, we, the biggest place we just got into Central Market. So we're in okay. all 10 locations throughout Texas. And then the juice bar chain nectar, we're in about 18 of those. And then like, you know, I sell them on the website through third party sites that do like smaller, like mom and pop shops across the US. That's kind of what our distribution looks like currently
1: you can buy them straight from your site, right?
0: Yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh, perfect. Okay.
2: Yeah. They're on Amazon too. If you're an Amazon person. Oh, yeah. yeah. yeah I hello. mean, who isn't an Amazon person?
0: Who no, isn't? We are. For sure. Yeah, that was the magic word.
1: I'll try to run over to Central Market and bring
2: some to you, Angelina. If I don't go on Amazon before then. But yeah, you do
0: that
2: too. <laughs> <laughs> I keep harping on the taste, but that was the biggest thing for me and the one gram of sugar. And so I was able to find a sugar-free white chocolate that the bars are covered in that actually tastes almost like an icing. So it kind of incorporates that like breakfast sweet treat theme, but you don't feel guilty when you're eating it. And I think that's also like one of the great things about these bars.
0: That sounds so good. I'm curious. So we love talking to women and female entrepreneurs lately. And a lot of times their business just sort of morphed into something that they didn't expect, but for the good. Did you have a vision for the brand and how this was all going to come to life? Or did it just sort of happen
2: on its own? It definitely evolved on its own. I created this out of a need that I felt was missing in the marketplace for people that have had gestational diabetes or struggling that are diabetic. And I said, you know what, if I'm struggling, there's got to be other people. And I did a ton of research and it was like, I don't know what to eat. I can't figure out breakfast. I can't figure out an on-the-go snack. And that was like the aha moment. And then when I started trying everything else, I realized that there was really this white space in this gap. And then from there, it was really just trying to craft what the bar was going to be. I didn't think about the brand necessarily as the product was always front and foremost to make sure, because I thought if I have a really good product, then I can figure everything else out, but it's got to taste good in between that wrapper or nobody's going to buy it. And so it took a year and a half. It took over 150 iterations to come up with the formula that you see today. Wow. Yeah. And my recipe developers in Chicago, so she would make them and then she would send them to me like wrapped in saran wrap and then I would cut them up and my husband and all my friends would come over and we'd be like oh no that needs more this that needs more that we don't like that flavor and that's kind of how the process went for a year and a half it took a long time and then the brand just kind of morphed into what it is today obviously definitely female forward it's a little bit elevated I want because of the ingredients and what's in it that's kind of the process of how it came to be. Brandy's excited.
1: <laughs> I'm so excited. Well, I mean, I've, I've worked with, with startups and emerging brands and been in a level of innovation before, but I don't think people realize how much time it takes to get something into market. I mean, you see a new product and you're like, oh, it's new, but that could be years in the making. I mean. It can sometimes take years to get into a retailer, for that right. matter. So, the level of dedication and also just the time it took for you to find the right flavor mm-hmm. is a testament to your dedication to making sure that it has great flavor to serve. You know, the people that you
2: intended for it to serve. Yeah, I can't wait for Angelina to try them. I know. <laughs> I feel like I need to just DoorDash them <laughs> to your house right now. <laughs>
1: Another question, now that we're talking about kind of how long it took before you found the right formulation, there's so many of us who are a little bit of afraid to take the risk, have no idea where to start or feel like, you know, gosh, this is taking so long. Is this really going to happen? Can you tell us more about that journey and the determination you had and how it's brought you to where you are today?
2: I had every excuse not to start a business. I have a full-time job that is very grueling at times. I have now three children. And this is something that innately has always been in me. My father was an entrepreneur and he always instilled in me and Nicole, you got to work for yourself. And I'll be honest with you. I struggled with trying to find what that was. And it came out of a need that I found a diagnosis that I had that I was so upset when I got the news turned into this brand. And it's really morphed into something very, very cool for me because I get a lot of feedback from people, you know, thank you for creating this because I really struggled and like, you've helped me with this or, you know, my kid is diabetic and I don't know what to put in their lunchbox. And now you've created something that, they like the taste of it. And it's helped me tremendously because I know that they're going to their blood sugar is going to be fine during the day. It really started from just trying to figure out that need. And if I can give any advice, I would just say, just do it. Because if you don't do it, you're always going to look back and say, why didn't I and everybody has reasons of why they can't or they or it's too difficult, or they just don't have the time but you'd be amazed if you just put your head down and figure it out and grind it out what you can do. So that would be my advice, just start. And I had no business plan. I have no degree in business. And I just was like, listen, I'm gonna do this and I'm gonna see where it goes. And it kind of, that's, and now we're here. So you just never know, take the chance. I love the impact you're making.
0: Especially, I love that advice because I was surprised to hear, When Brady did your intro that you were into you were in fashion. So this is such a pivot from New York and
2: fashion to now you have a product at market. It's a learning curve, you know, and I really had to lean on people that lacked that tribal CPG knowledge that I didn't have. I didn't know how to create a barcode. I didn't know anything about shelf life testing. All this stuff, I either researched or I just had to lean on other people's advice. I've been very fortunate that I've had really good people that have been able to take the time to just spend with me so I could absorb as much as possible. And you know, that's another thing. I was not in this industry. So you can get into something that it's not something you had a a degree in or you've been doing for 10 years like I hadn't. Just got to take the chance.
0: I love that taking the chance like and that that what you said about going into something that maybe you didn't because I see so many women you're in your 30s and something to in their 40s and still feel like maybe this is not what I wanted to do you know and so the idea that you just went for it and I've seen women do that and that's just as inspiring I had a former coworker who just decided she didn't want to do marketing and graphic design anymore and she went to nursing school it completely pivoted. Wow! And at first, I was like, "Wow, that's a big shift." But then I see it, and it's obviously that was a passion. And so for you, it's clear that you pursued what
2: you wanted to do. I said this earlier that entrepreneur spirit. I felt, you know, I could have, and I mean, I'm still in my corporate job, but climbed the corporate ladder, did that whole song and dance, and I felt like there was still a void that was missing that I like couldn't fill as high as I got or as met, whatever, it just still wasn't enough. And I feel like I finally fulfilled that void with starting my own business. And I think if I had never done that, it would have always been there. What's the most surprising part of it all for you in this journey? How hard it is. Yeah. <laughs> I think I had unrealistic expectations. I was like, I'm going to create this bar and it's going to be great. I'm going to get into all these stores and whatever. And I think I was not informed enough of how long the process took and then how difficult it is to just get into these retailers. And then also too, with just your P&Ls and your margins and what that looks like and how to grow a sustainable, profitable business. I think I was a little naive in a sense to think that if I got the product right, that like everything else would come. And it's just been the backend operational piece of the business has been the hardest challenge for me. It is a process.
1: Mm-hmm. So from the point of innovation till now, how many years has it been since you
2: kind of started the process? So I was so excited. It was January, 2020. We finally got the formula down. I got the bars made in a trial run. I'm like, we're going to we're going to do this. And then COVID hit 2 months later. And I shut the business down for 9 months. Oh wow. Yeah, I had no idea what was going to happen. My co-packer couldn't produce anything because they were shutting down plants. They didn't have enough labor to produce it. And so long story short, I shut it down completely. And I really had to reevaluate, like, is this something I want to pick back up and do this? Or maybe it wasn't just meant to be. And we had some challenges along the way. And I said, you know what? I can't go to my daughter who's seen all this hard work and progress I've done. Be like, you know what? It's just, it's not going to work out. It's not in the cards for mom. I I just like, I couldn't do that. I could, I had to give it more than that. And so I just said, I'm going to figure it out. And I started back up again and slowly like kind of made my way. And then in 2021 was like our, really our first year in sales. And I still had challenges. Ingredient shortage was a huge one. Production issues. I felt like we finally got our footing, honestly, the beginning of this year.
1: Wow. I love how you are also thinking about what you're showing your kids and I'm assuming based on that comment that they're seeing the process. They're seeing what mom is doing. And I love that. Yes. Speaking of motherhood and parenting, what does a typical day look like? How do you prioritize all these things you're working on? And And are there any tips you've learned along the way that might help our audience or honestly us? Like we're always talking about how do we manage our
2: schedule? Right. I think... You know, us as women and us as moms, we are superheroes. We take on so much. And I feel like sometimes it can get to be a lot. You know, I have three small children and a full-time job like we talked about. And so for me, I am a huge list person. (laughs) I have lists almost every morning detailing out every single thing I need to do. And sometimes I got all of it done and sometimes I don't. But if I don't put it pen to paper and kind of check those off, I can't keep my head right. And so I think that has been crucial for me to just make sure that I'm hitting everything I need to and just getting it out on paper. And if I don't get it done today, I'll, I'll get it done tomorrow. But just having that one place that I know that all of the things that I need to do is in one spot, that's key for me. I have lists all over my desk.
1: <laughs> I sent Angelina like a picture of my schedule yesterday. I map it out in 30 minute increments, like everything. Cause I told her, she's like, I can't believe you like put in that you eat lunch or when you're taking a bath. I'm like, because at the end of the day, I'm like, what did I do today? And I'm trying to figure out where did all this time go? Did I just sit here and do not, like the whole
0: day, it just becomes a blur. Right, there's something to it clearly because there's days where right we go and we forget to eat lunch. You know, or you, you're like, all of a sudden you're like, oh man, I'm really hungry. And then it's two o'clock. Right. And so maybe I need to adapt that. Maybe I need to start blocking it out. Like Brandy does. Brandy writes, eat, bathe. What else did you have on there? It was like kids meeting.
1: <laughs> well, and and honestly, it's a lot of, it's like where I'm filling in things. Cause I'm like, oh, well, what did I do during this 30 minutes? I'm just a per, I'm a list keeper too. Mm-hmm. I not only put what my schedule is for the day, but also all the tasks that I need to complete that day or that week. Right. And I'm still like, there's not enough time. There's not enough time in the day.
2: (laughs) There's never enough time. And it's just literally planning out the week, week by week, day by day, hour by hour. What's your favorite flavor? You know, it's funny. People ask me that. I The cinnamon roll has been the first one we ever did, and it is still my tried and true. And- People love that bar. Lemon is like a very close first, though. If like lemon pound cake, and I've and I when I put it out, I'm like, I don't know if there's like a lot of like people like lemon, but I don't know. Oh. And it has been, it has taken off. I didn't realize how many people actually like lemon.
0: <laughs> when you said lemon pound cake, I was like, mm-hmm, mm-hmm, that's gonna be the one I go for. That's the reaction I get. People get so excited because <laughs> it makes me think about that cake at Starbucks, the lemon. That's what I mirrored it after. Oh, which is so unhealthy, but it's so good. So if you have an alternative, <laughs> amazing.
2: Yeah, definitely. It does taste very similar, I will say. I've had a couple of people tell me that.
1: <laughs> okay. In terms of ingredients, gluten, dairy, like what are some of the key things that you might have or don't have in them?
2: So they are gluten-free. So every, every ingredient we have is certified gluten-free. I get asked a lot if they're vegan. There is a small amount of milk fat in the chocolate. Everything else is not. They are vegetarian and they are low glycemic. I think I mentioned that earlier. So we've done extensive research and taste testing on how just basically the bars impact the blood sugar. That's been a huge thing, obviously a huge thing for diabetics. And then 10 grams of protein. And then there's eight grams of fiber and only one gram of sugar and it's monk fruit. So it's a natural sweetener.
1: We kind of mentioned this to you earlier, but we have two mini segments. And before we move into that next segment, do you have any parting advice for our listeners who have an idea or a passion for something, but maybe a little afraid to kind of pursue it? And it doesn't
2: it doesn't even have to be career, but it could be anything, right? I think it's the risk are always gonna be unknown. If you have something that you are truly passionate about, And something that you want to see through, like I said earlier, just do it because there's so many risks that I see in the future. And that I saw when I first started this and I just decided to go for it. And like I said, I had every excuse not to. And so I think at the end of the day, you're never going to be fulfilled with what you're doing if you don't take that risk and that chance. Because even if it doesn't work out, and say it doesn't work out for me in the long term, I know that there would have always been that gap or that void. And at least I can say that like I did everything I could, check it off the box, and then move on to something else. And this platform and this business that I did could take me in a totally different direction in my life I didn't necessarily plan for. So it's one door opens and one door closes, but you have to give yourself that opportunity to start.
0: I think that's such an, it's such an important advice because I remember when I was thinking about having kids, like you can apply that to so many big things in your life. Right. And I was like, I don't know if I'm ready. I remember my dad telling me, you're never going to be ready. Mm -hmm. Really. And then when we were afraid to do this podcast, Brandy kept pushing me. She just said, we're never going to have the exact right moment. We just have to do it. We have to go. Right. So I love that you point that out. Like You just have to take the leap.
2: Yeah.
1: Oh my gosh. There's several books out there. There's one book called Blitzscaling. I think that's the name of it. It's a business book and it talks about how companies and it's, I think, mainly focused in the technology space, but it's like how you can't overthink and perfect everything before you go to market because by the time you do that, somebody else is going to come in and do it faster, do it better. And so you sometimes have to take that faith and that leap that... I'm going to do this and I'm going to have to learn along the way. And at the same time, I can easily talk myself out of something. As quick as I came up with the idea, I can talk myself out of it. And that was part of the conversation with Angelina and the podcast. I'm like, one, if we keep thinking about this too long, we're going to talk ourselves out of it. And two, we're going to make mistakes. It's not going to be perfect. We're not always going to say the right things. We're, you know, like all of this is a learning in progress and we have to you know, sometimes you just have to get started because getting started is the biggest leap and then you and then you figure it out from there.
2: Yeah, and I think you hit on a good point. It's okay to make mistakes. You're never gonna do anything perfect to your point. And I have made a ton of mistakes in this business and I'm the first one to call it out. But like, I, I realized that you make a mistake, you learn from it and you keep moving forward and you can't sit in it. You just have to take it as a learning lesson and then keep going because there's no sense of just wallowing in your mistakes. You just have to learn and, and then keep going.
0: That was such a good closing. Yeah, I know. I didn't want to say anything after because I was like, that was, that was good. That was it.
1: So let's move into our next segment. It's called, let me tell you something. As our guest, you get to go first. Do you have anything, fun, new, something that you're into that you want to talk about?
2: Well, I have to tell you, I don't have a lot of free time, but (laughs) I mean, I do enjoy the Peloton. I mean, love some Alex, love some Cody, two faves. It's so funny. I was actually in New York this weekend and I was trying to get into one of the live classes. Such a dream. Oh my God. Right.
0: How does that even work? How does one even do it?
2: yeah, there's a sign up online. And I was on the airplane, I was working and like all of a sudden it came up like waitlist for Cody's class. <gasps> and I was like, I'm, I gotta do it. I gotta do it. So like I click on it and then I looked at the time and I was like, I have like 20 minutes from LaGuardia to like get to like, you know, Midtown. I was like, this isn't going to work. And I'm like, should I just like go and sit outside and then just wait for them <laughs> like a stalker and maybe... <laughs> I could just, feel. Yes. Like, I love you. Bye. But yeah, I, I wish, I wish I didn't get into a class, but that's how you do it. You got to sign up online for like three months in advance. Wow. What? Yeah.
1: Mm-hmm. I keep coming up with all these ideas of like Angelina Brandy, like talk 40 to me takes New York. And then we go to like a Peloton class or we go to <sighs> Savannah, Georgia. And I'm like, how do we do this? How do we make this happen?
2: I love that three months in advance for the peloton three months in advance yeah and if you know someone i think it's better too like you got it in <laughs> well
1: i don't have those kind of connections but if anyone listening does please let us know Everybody has I a know. connection.
0: call us yeah let <laughs> us know and then we'll take
1: you along with us we'll give you a, we'll give you a plug on talk 40 to me
2: <laughs> love it yeah yeah we'll call <laughs> and we'll call nicole and she'll come to the peloton class too
0: So
1: Alex and Cody are your favorites?
2: Yeah. You know, it's funny. Like, uh, and it's so different how different people's personalities, the instructors you pick Yeah, and they're very different, but I, Alex is like my tried and true. I need somebody to be like, this isn't daycare. Keep it moving. You no breaks. Like that is the type that I work. And then I know some people are like, Oh, I can never do him. He's like too mean. Like, okay. Cody's for you then. (laughs) Yeah, I see that because I actually
0: bounce between Cody and Allie Love. Oh, they're very different.
2: Yes, it depends on my mood. You know, right? Definitely.
0: Yeah, I
1: have I have quite a few favorite. I mean, Cody's usually my number one, and then I'll do some Allie, Robin. I really like Robin for my runs. Mm. I use the app a lot for runs and like weights and things like that when I go to the gym, and then emma lovewell i really like her
2: yeah yeah Yeah.
1: she's got good energy she does like she always like just seems so calm yeah but fun yeah
2: that lol ride
1: i think there was like a holiday lol ride where with her and cody yeah yeah like she was in the audience though so she was riding with the other like attendees it was fun and he he like did this whole segment where like he honored her or quizzed her. And it was so cute. Like she was laughing the entire time.
2: That's awesome.
0: Was it the NSYNC ride? I think. No. Yeah. Cause they did a dance. You don't remember? They danced. Oh. They got off the bikes and then they did this like sync breakdown dance, Cody and Emma.
1: You know what? I guess there were a few sync rides because yes. then they had one of the guys from NSYNC come and ride with him for another one. JC. JC. Stop.
0: I missed yep. that. Where oh,
1: have I been? You got to go back. I got to go back. I got to go look. Hysterical. i do that after this. That was <laughs> So I think, was that the one where, was that the same one where Mariah Carey came on? I mean, it's an LOL ride, but not the same ride. And then there was an LOL ride where Mariah Carey surprised everyone. For like five seconds. It was so funny. No, it was that one. It was the one where JC was on because his friend, one of their friends, like, walked mariah carey down like the two
0: steps and he's like oh my gosh i touched mariah carey's hand that's two separate episodes though jc was one mariah was another one are we talking about jc shazay from nsync are you yes. talking about... jc was not on the same episode with mariah well, i don't know whatever <laughs> we will we will figure this out
2: we'll figure it out i'm
0: gonna show you <laughs> okay remember we just talked about how you forget things i do forget things
2: you're going to have to trust me on this one. It's two separate rides. You do have a better memory than I am. I think I think she's right, but I don't remember. I didn't take them, um, but I remember seeing them and then hearing about it. Yeah. That would be a lot of celebrity and a lot of excitement for one ride. So they probably had to span it out just to get that, you know, to get that following.
0: Right. It's Mariah, <laughs> She's going to get the whole spotlight. She's not sharing that spotlight.
2: Yeah, she's not sharing.
0: We'll circle back on this one and let our followers know. Watch me text you. Watch me. (laughs) (laughs) Well, that was, we went off on the tangent on that. Let me tell you something. Yeah. Do we want to move into rapid fire? Yes. So rapid fire. (laughs) Love it. So this is what we like to ask you to get to know you better. Okay. First question. What is your go-to guilty pleasure or something that you have to do every day that Without fail, like this is my schedule or this is my go-to.
2: I mean, this is basic, but like I'm one of those people that like I need coffee as soon as I wake up. Like I'm not like, oh, let's just like stroll around and like get the kids ready and then get my cup of coffee. Like the second my alarm hits, that Keurig is on and it's always Dunkin' Donuts because East Coast. And I just, that is my go-to. And I have the same creamer I've been using for like 15 years and it never fails. It just helps me through the day. (laughs) That is my go-to. What's the creamer? It's Sweet Cream
1: by... Oh, I think I know which one you're talking about. The Coffee Mate
2: Naturals? Yes, yes. Oh, it's so good. Yeah, it's so good. I switched to almond. They do an almond milk one now. They do? (gasps) I was about to say that. I was going to say, Brandy, there's an
0: almond milk one. That's the one I use. We just use oat milk. Like I just use plain, oh. plain
1: unsweetened oat milk, which isn't fun. How's that going? How's that oat milk going? I've heard oh, some debates on that. Man, <laughs> oat milk is the best thing ever invented. It froths. I did not know that. It's so creamy. The
0: Chobani one, it'll froth. Hmm. Right? Is yours, Brandy?
1: I'm pretty sure because um, we get Oatly and Oatly is what I believe Starbucks uses. Oh, do not quote me on this audience, but I feel like I've seen it, but
0: maybe I'm wrong. I don't know. So good. Okay. I love to hear the answer to those questions. So everyone's different. If you could live anywhere for a year, other than where you live now,
2: where would you live and why? So I'm going to say New York. So uh, I we touched on it a little bit earlier. So I lived in the city when I was early twenties and I randomly flew here, never been to Dallas before in my life. I flew here and met my husband at a bar and I was like, I don't live here. I'm never leaving New York. And then we did long distance and I moved here. Dallas is great. But if I could do New York again for one year after my kids are grown and I just have like an apartment with me and my husband, I would do it in a second because I miss it a lot. I do. Where in New York, which, which area? Probably because I'd be older, probably like Upper West Side. (laughs) I mean, I would just be really fancy and just like go to restaurants all the time and just like walk in my like three block radius and, you know, go see shows and stuff, stuff that I couldn't afford when I was, you know, in my 20s and broke living there. So that's what I would do. I know that sounds like not that exciting, but New York is one of my favorite cities. That's very exciting. I love
1: it so much.
2: Yeah, it's awesome.
1: But, you know, I've never been to New York for a personal trip. I've always gone for work. Mm, Got to do it. But I will say the most dreamy New York trip I've ever done was I had a work event. It was early February. We were in Times Square and it started snowing. Oh. And it was just so magical. It was my The first time I'd ever been to New York. I'll never forget it.
0: Isn't that when you met Jane Seymour? Uh yeah, I thought so. Yeah, very cool. Doctor Quinn,
2: medicine woman. I mean, (laughs) it's but well, I was there last weekend for a girls' trip, and we get out of the cab, and I look over, and I'm like, oh, that's Brooke Shields, and it was, and apparently she goes to this restaurant every single night. She lives literally right above it, and they said she's like the nicest person. Her and her husband like buy. People drinks and they sit at the bar and I was like that's so cool and then all of a sudden she walks in we're sitting outside because they have all the outside seating now from COVID and she sits two tables down from us her and her daughter we're like should we get a picture should we bother her and yeah, we're gonna let her be it's like the uncool thing to do to bother her <laughs> but I'm like I really wanted the picture <laughs> I met her, actually. You did?
0: I did. I met her. It's so funny you say that. So once upon a time, I owned an Anytime Fitness. So this was some years ago. And we got contacted by a movie studio to film a movie in our gym. And they come in and they just like take it over for the evening. And it was actually the movie, The Campaign with Zach Galifianakis and Dylan McDermott. Oh, yeah. And she was dating Dylan McDermott at the time. And so she came on set. And just was hanging out. So I got to hang out with Brooke Shields for like 30 minutes to an hour. I don't think I knew that part. You know that? So this wow. was so years ago when phones were crappy. So I've got a crappy picture somewhere. Yeah. Of us together. But she was just the sweetest, sweetest thing. So
2: that's yeah. so funny. Well, that's consistent with what I heard. Yeah. They, mm-hmm. they said she's like so down to earth and so nice. And so anyway, that was cool.
0: And apparently she has a podcast that she just launched recently. Maybe you guys can all do something together. There we go, Brady. Big goal. Collab with Brooke Shields. Add it to the list. Brooke Shields, if you hear this, (laughs) call us, (laughs) send us an email. (laughs) Okay. So this gives us a nice little insight into you, but if you could choose to spend the day off, your favorite way to spend your day off, what would you do?
2: Oh my gosh. My day's off. I work and they're few and far between, but I love a good massage, facial, spa day, just turn everything off and then just decompress because it doesn't happen often. And I think like, especially us as women, us as moms, we just keep going and we don't necessarily take the time to self-care, self-reflect, take some time for us. And so if I ever have a day that I'm able to do that, you're going to see me at a spa.
0: That's a wonderful way to spend the day. This is probably one of our our favorite. I know I concur. Our favorite question. If you
2: could tell your younger self one thing, what would that be? Mm, This is a good question. You know, my younger self, I was always so concerned about making it that like making it in my career, making it in my family, like all the things I had on this checklist of things that I wanted for my life. And I think sometimes that I just, Pushed through and like tried to get it so quickly that I didn't necessarily take the time to just be happy and content in the moment. I was always chasing something. And I just wish I could tell my younger self and say, like, listen, you're going to get there one day, Wh- whatever that looks like, you're going to be fine. Just enjoy the things that you have in your life right now. And I think I was always kind of chasing the next opportunity or the next thing that was going to happen. And sequentially in my life. And I wish I would have just slowed down and kind of enjoy the moment.
0: So true. Brandy, I think you said something very similar, didn't you?
2: Some podcast episodes ago, you had said
0: that you're so focused on career for a long time. For sure. So
1: focused on like, I had a checklist of these are the things that I want to accomplish Mm -hmm. This is what I need to do to get there and being so hyper-focused on making those things happen to get to the position or the company that I wanted to be at that, by the way, I'd never worked at that, you know, I lost sight of of what's important in life and I'm trying to do that now Mm -hmm. and really focus on family and embracing the days and really taking that time but it's a hard pattern to change when mm-hmm. you've done it for so long. But there's like this constant need for achievement. So yeah, I totally get it. You know, we recently had um, a discussion on our podcast about generational differences and, mm-hmm. you know, Gen Xers versus Millennials versus Gen Zers. And we're finding that more into... know i think as millennials we've we've started to kind of appreciate work from home and and you know try to kind of change the trajectory of what the expectation is in the workplace i mean i remember when we talked about it like i had a blackberry and i'm like i can work from anywhere i can work you know from the restaurant Mm -hmm. but now uh gen zers like they're what it seems to be and you know it doesn't apply to everyone but a large majority has this focus on balance and they don't necessarily feel the pressure or they won't allow that pressure to really take hold of them the way I think many of us have, have experienced it. Um, so it's really interesting to see the shift, but I completely agree because I mean, I still struggle with it, but I try to be very intentional.
2: Yes. I have seen that generational shift. I see it in this business, I see it at my other job. And I think they, the the younger generation definitely does a better job of work life balance and turning it off. And I think, I don't know why, but it's like, okay, you work late and like, you do all these things. And like, that's how you get rewarded. That's how you're going to get promoted. That's how you're going to get to the next level. And I think that mindset has definitely shifted where it's more based on obviously, like, work performance, but not necessarily the hours that you put in and just being purposeful with what you're doing, then I burned 16 hours. So I deserve this race.
0: (laughs) Right? (laughs) Yeah, I think we had this mindset, like we have to have this badge of honor almost, you know, about how much you're working, like you said, I will look all these hours I put in, but I have to say kudos to that new generation for learning how to, you know, it's just more about the quality of your work and less about the amount of time that you're sitting at the office or putting the hours in.
2: Yeah,
1: I agree. Definitely. Well, Nicole, this has been so much
0: fun. Yes, you guys are wonderful. You had some great advice. Yeah. I really just like the message that you had. And if people want to
2: learn more about you, what's your website? Thebellabars.com. The T-H-E. T-H-E, Bellabars. Yes. They can go to the website and find out, you know, a little bit more about the story see the ingredients, see the nutritional panel on the bars, and then just, you know, kind of what the flavors that we offer. And then also a store locator as well. So then you can always do it online. You can always order them online as well.
1: And her Instagram handle is also The Bella Bars. So that's T-H-E-B-E-L-L-A-B-A-R-S. Yeah. If you're in the Dallas Metroplex, you can find Bella Bars in store at select retailers. And then if you are nationally, You can order them online on her website. Yeah. Thank you so much, Nicole. Is there any other thoughts or parting thoughts that you want to have before we close for the day?
2: No, I just want to say thank you both for the opportunity to kind of tell my story. And hopefully this helps inspire everyone, especially women, especially working moms, especially all moms, you know, that go after your dreams, just do it. And you'll be really surprised on what comes out the other side. But you got to take that first step.
0: I love that. That's such a
2: good message. Yes. Nicole, thank you so much. Thank you guys.
1: Thanks everyone for joining. Cheers.
0: Bye. Thank you all so much for listening in.
1: And as a member of our community, we want to hear from you.
0: Follow us on social at talk forward Into Me podcast and share your feedback on today's topic. How is the conversation relevant in your life? And is there a topic you'd love to hear us discuss on that note?
1: Cheers to aging gracefully, living life to the fullest, and enjoying another day with your besties in life.